You are? So he died. When? Last Wednesday, apparently. Holy shit. So we won't mention him. <laughs> yeah. I'll still do the ad. You got your text for the other ad? Yeah, I do. Um, Written something about him, yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing So you can talk about him, yeah. Yeah, bring that up now. And brand and intro. Certainly. So we're ready. Why is it not go, go live? Is it already live? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we do this bit. This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, and insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to show 408, 408 Aussie Mac Zone. Zan, how are you? Fantastic, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good, yeah. So our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. So we've got, let's see if I can get to the pictures in time. Um, go up here, go down here, back over here, and click on here. Yay! <laughs> Apple TV bus Global share grows and gets closer to HBO Max. Nine to five Mac, it has been more than two years since Apple launched its own streaming platform with exclusive movies and TV shows. Uh, this one sec while I try and get that like that. It's better. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Although Apple TV Plus has been growing slowly, the global market share has increased in the last five months, putting Apple's subscription service closer to HBO Max. According to a new report from Just Watch, Apple TV Plus lost some users after Apple reduced the free trial period for new customers in July 2021. Between July and September, Apple TV Plus market share declined below 5% but the platform regained subscribers in October, surpassing the 5% mark. The influx of new users to Apple TV Plus in that, in that period might be explained by the highly anticipated new shows and seasons that were released in September and October, such as Foundation, Invasion, and the second season of The Morning Show. In February 2022, the Good global welcome. market share of Apple TV Plus was 5.6%, which is still far behind major competitors. Yeah. Like Disney Plus and Netflix, but it's getting closer to HBO Max. The streaming platform owned by WarnerMedia lost subscribers last month despite its expansion to more European countries. Just Watch estimates that HBO Max accounts for 7% of the global streaming market share. While highly anticipated releases certainly help it in bringing new customers to streaming platforms, recent research shows that they're not enough to keep those users subscribed for long periods of time. 
Apple reportedly wants to release at least one new piece of content per week on Apple TV+, so perhaps this will put Apple's streaming service on par with Apple with other platforms. With thanks to 9 to 5 Mac. Again, we get Plus? I don't think we can, can we? I don't think so. Yeah. Most of our HBO Plus stuff is uh, either on um, Binge or um, some of it's on Disney, like the Star. Um, yeah, so I think uh, the HBO Plus is probably losing out there with it being here, but um, Apple would need to up its content, I think. Like it's watchable content when you subscribe because it still has all the iTunes stuff where you can pay yeah. and buy episodes and everything. You can, you, know, you can almost get anything on that situation as well. Yeah. Um, but you have to pay for it. But if they brought in more, uh, I think because they're only doing their own um, shows. Yeah. Um, where, you, you know, like with Netflix and... Um, binge and, and all that they do showtime they do oh, even Stan. they do all everybody's stuff yeah. you know it's yeah. more of a yeah that sort of platform where you know your abc and your sbs are free because they, they do that you know yeah sort of yeah. stuff so yeah but it's i'm happy with what i can get out of it basically yeah. and um, yeah look, i'm not complaining i'm happy with what i can get out of it too yeah, I've loved what I've watched. So I haven't watched um, After Party. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I haven't watched that yet, but it looks fantastic. It is good. Yes. So um, I'll have to watch that. There's one we bring up later on too that we've been watching. That's just it's good too. It's a couple of them. There's a couple out now, right now that are excellent, like really excellent. Awesome. So. So, Story two. Apple employees evacuate, um, uh, was it Seventino campus? Is that how you say? Yeah, yeah Cupertino, yeah. Cupertino campus following potential hazmat situation. First yes. responders found an unidentified substance at Apple Park. Engadget uh, reports Apple ordered the evacuation of a portion of the park headquarters on Tuesday after first responders from the was that Santa Clara County Fire Department found an envelope containing an unidentified powdery white substance. According to NBC Bay Area, the situation was later resolved and affected employees were told they could return to the building. Officials have yet to say what the substance was uh, that they discovered today still waiting on what it was so there's more in the show notes about yeah that. we don't we, they haven't released what the substance was neither is the fire department or but yeah. um yeah and all the jokes have been about you know tim dropped tim dropped his drugs on the way in and like that's what all <laughs> the jokes are about you know <laughs> yeah. so we're happy to keep laughing about it as long as it wasn't yeah. a terrorist attack where you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One was someone was just trying to, you know, bake a cake and, and, and dropped it on the way. Drop the flour on the way, yep. Right. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, and then not admit to it because they don't want to get into trouble for call, calling right. it a fire. <laughs> I wonder where that was. My baking powder. Yeah. 
Now, uh, shift eight. Yes, yes. Google could ask for your license or passport on YouTube and Google Play in Australia. In the next month, users will have to provide proof of age if they want to access or download mature content from YouTube and Google Play. ZNet reports, or ZDNet reports, Google has announced it will be expanding age verification checks to users in Australia who want to access age-restricted content on YouTube and Google Play. In the coming month, the search giant will introduce age verification checks where users but um, users are asked to provide additional proof of age when attempting to watch mature content on YouTube or downloading content on Google Play. The move is to provide users with age-appropriate experiences. Google Government Affairs and Public Policy Senior Manager Samantha York explained in, the, in a blog post. As part of this process, some Australian users may be asked to provide additional proof of age when attempting to watch mature content on YouTube or downloading content on Google Play. If our systems are unable to establish a viewer is above the age of 18, we will request that they provide a valid ID or credit card to verify their age. Google customers uh, Google considers a valid ID as one issued by government, such as a driver's licence or a passport. The company assured if a user uploads a copy of their ID, it would be securely stored, won't be made public and would be deleted once a person's date of birth is verified. It noted, however, that we'll not only use a person's ID to confirm their age, but also to improve our verification services for Google products and protect against fraud and abuse. In other words, they're going to use it for more than what they said they would. <laughs> yep, so pass. <laughs> if I'm over 18, I've already I've got a good YouTube subscription anyway. So yeah. therefore I've had to pay that pay for that with a credit card. So that so therefore that verifies me anyway. But if they if I want to watch a movie or whatever and they're gonna ask me for photo ID, they can screw it. I will literally unsubscribe. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. well if yeah. it's you and you're yeah. paying and the account's in your name and you're paying that should be enough shouldn't yeah. it <laughs> that they've exactly already proved right. that you've got a credit card <laughs> yeah so, so i don't know yep yeah. it, it just seems dangerous to me so, and they're saying that they're you know going to get rid of it but it, you know it only takes a few seconds to be able to get in and get that so yeah. yeah. Anyway, story four. You can now authorize a purchase on your Apple TV with your Apple Watch. Making purchases on Apple TV just got even easier. I I more reports. What you need to know, Apple Watches can now authorize purchases on the Apple TV user. Previously, you had to resort to using <laughs> their iPhone to authorize a purchase. God forbid. <laughs> the feature is incredibly uh, convenient as opposed to typing out a password on the Apple TV. Seriously. The Apple Watch and Apple TV are playing together nicely with purchases now. If you had to make a purchase on your Apple TV or Apple 4K, 
uh, lately you've probably gotten uh, used to using your iPhone to do so. Well, yes. yeah, well, you used to manually type out or use Siri to enter your password when renting a movie or buying an app. Apple released an update uh, a while ago to tvOS and iOS that allowed you to authorize purchases using your iPhone, removing the need to ha um, handle it directly on your Apple TV. It was an uh, incredibly useful feature, but the only problem was that in order to use uh, this convenient feature, you need to reach for your iPhone. <laughs> it seems that Apple thought this could be. I'd have to put easier. my drink down. You know what I mean? You need to give me death. Um, <laughs> it could be easier because it had brought the same capacity to the Apple Watch. More in the show notes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't even use my phone. I literally just manually type my password in because yeah. it's not that hard. <laughs> just takes time. Yeah. Just clearly takes time. All, clearly, we're all a little time, you know, <laughs> short these days. All right. Now our ad for Blue Ocean. Let's see. Fast, efficient, and affordable business-grade hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates, and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update services, website builds, email hosting, amongst other sensational products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today, or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us. Oh, there we go. Now we've got, if I get the picture up, gaming, sir. We finally got around yeah. to doing some gaming. I did. Populous Run. Yeah. Well, this was a, a fun little game trying to keep your people alive while dodging you know, giant food and jumping large breaks in what seemed to be a bridge. I uh, was running on overall. It was an amusing game. I wouldn't play it all the time, but I, you know, I give it a go once in a while. You know, it's sort of one of those things that it's one of those games when you're you know in a doctor's surgery or you know you're waiting in line or something like that. And you're just sort of fidgeting. It's it's one of those. It's a fidget game. Yeah. Um, it's not something I would play all the time. Um, the graphics were a little lacking and the sound was very much predictable. Um, it's a, it's a very mobile game, if you know what yeah. I mean. Like, um, it seems like it, you know, would have been out five, six years ago. And I think I've seen it before, to be honest. Um, so yeah, okay, so I've seen it before, yeah. Yeah, I've seen something very similar. Yeah, and um, so it didn't. It didn't Did the kids me. try and play it? Actually, no, they didn't because I played this while they weren't home. Uh -huh. um, but it is on the television, and I could actually, if I hooked up a controller to it, it might be a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. I just played it on my phone, and I got bored very quickly. 
But I, I still, I, I just the bit I was watching, I didn't play it. I only watched it on the yeah, um, the Apple Arcade site. Yeah, um, I just thought it looked a bit more kitty kitty's game. Yeah, I might be wrong, but yeah, no, no, no you're right. It, it would be like I said, the boys would probably love it because there's giant donuts and you know and all that sort of stuff and bickies and. Yeah, yeah, and, and everything like that. And I think the boys would probably enjoy it, and they, you know, trying to keep everyone alive and collect the coins and everything like that. I think they would have a good time um, with it. But for me, it was just predictable. It was uh, a no-brainer. Like you know, if I was standing in a line and waiting for a checkout, and I was just sort of needed something to fiddle with, I would definitely do that. Um, I gave it two point eight apples out of five. Yeah. Uh, again, just because the graphics were, yeah, kitty. The music was the same. Uh, my, not my kettle of fish, but it wasn't a bad game. Like, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I'm not saying the game was terrible or anything like that because there was no glitch. It wasn't glitchy. It was smooth. It was you knew what to do. Like the playability, very playable. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it was just for me personally, uh, I'm not really that into that sort of thing. Again, the boys are, they love that sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know why Uma Thurman was on our screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's it. Look, I'll, I'll let the boys play it during the week. Yeah. And uh, I'll see how many apples they think it's worth. All right. And hi to Greg on Facebook. How are you going? Yes. <laughs> is Greg watching, is he? Thank, thanks for looking, yeah. Yeah, hey, Greg, how you doing, man? Actually, we're well, so, just about to talk about you. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Suspicion Entertainment. Yeah. That's, that's why I have that picture there. Uh, Suspicion is another winner from Apple TV+. Plus. So the time stand reports, sometimes nothing hits the spot quite like a well-paced TV thriller. That is exactly what we appear to be getting from the smart, skillfully crafted eight-episode drama series, Suspicion, based on a viewing of the first two episodes, which debuted on Apple TV. Now, co-written by showrunner Rob Williams, Man in the High Castle, co-directed by Chris Long, The Americans, and based on the award-winning Israeli series False Flag, Suspicion hooks you from the opening sequence. We see a young man, we will come to learn his 21-year-old Leah Newman, being abducted from the hallway of a New York City hotel by five individuals wearing masks of the British royal family. Soon the security footage of the masked folks stuffing Leon into a suitcase is uploaded to the internet, setting it on a course to become viral. What follows in the impressively efficient first episode, Persons of Interest, is the air, air arrest of three of five suspects of being involved with the crime. Initially, at least, Brits, Adesh Co Co Copra, which is Kanil Nayar, which you know from Big Bang, and Natalie Thompson, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Georgina Campbell, yeah. Tara McAllister is Elizabeth Hensbridge. It would appear to have nothing to do with Leon snatching. However, they're all they all were in the New York Hotel on that day, coincidentally or otherwise. 
We believe it's not so coincidental that a fourth suspect was there, as almost from the moment we were introduced to Sean Tilson, which is Arles Gabel, aboard a plane, he's engaging in some sort of criminal activity. This is a man with the expertise and resources to avoid the authorities, and we see during persons of interest, a fifth suspect is identified in the show's notes. Tom Rees, Harris, and Eddie Walker is not introduced in the first two instalments of submission, but he is there and uh, goes on. Now, I've been enjoying the show. I prefer UK-based shows for some reason, and crime shows are no exception. So, yeah, oh, I'm with yeah. you on that. I I prefer UK based crime shows. Um, I don't know why they maybe because they're a little bit more similar to what would go on here than yeah. the American ones with all the guns and you know and everything like that. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, I haven't seen this yet. I have seen the shorts for it. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I will watch it because I love a good crime drama. So yeah. Yeah, it is. It is good. It is very good. Yep. Um, and we've already gone down one track, and then go, no, that's not. That's not what's happening. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so we've got another one that we've been watching, the last days of Ptolemy Gray. The wife and I yes. have been enjoying also the last days of Ptolemy Gray. Starring Samuel L. Jackson as Tommy Gray, an ailing man forgotten by his family, by his friends, and even by himself. Suddenly left without his trusted carer and on the brink of sinking even deeper into a lonely dementia, Ptolemy is assigned to the care of an orphan teenager, Robin, played by Dominic Fishback. When they learn about a treatment that can restore Ptolemy's dementia aided memories, it begins a journey towards shocking truths about the past the present and the future the six episode limited series debuted on the 11th of march with the first two ever followed by one episode every week yes excellent this looks fantastic i'm so interested in this not just you know because of the premise but i know samuel l jackson is uh, an amazing actor and, and puts his everything into every role he does. Yeah, even Snake on a mother effing plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Uh, I really do look forward to to watching that one. Excellent. Now, what have we got to talk about, Greg? For <laughs> oh yeah, so Greg is a has his own company. Michael, yeah, uh, which you might uh, be familiar with because he works in the tech industry. <laughs> the poor bugger. So, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, so his company is called Simple Tech. Uh, his website simpletech.net.au. Uh, so he does uh, Mac, iPad, and PC. Yeah, he's mainly in the Illawarra area he does branch out to sydney in the highlands occasionally yeah uh, but yeah he's mostly you know down wollongong and and, and that area so if you have any uh, you know pc mac ipad needs um down that way uh simpletech.net.au is uh the company to call sorry what was the name again uh, 
That's simpletech.net.au. Excellent. So I'm proud of it because you put AU on the end of it. Sorry? I'm proud because you put AU on the end of it. I know. I know. A lot of people have the AU. don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of it. <laughs> so yeah, um, you can. Uh, um, if you go onto his website, I'm sure you'll find his email, his number, uh, all that sort of stuff. So if you, you know, if you need any help, you can email him. I'm sure, uh, call him. You know that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and he's he's your guy in the Illawarra area. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Excellent. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. So. Universal control and spatial audio launches on Mac with Mac OS 12.3. Now, Apple users can now work seamlessly between a Mac and an iPad. Seeing that again, after a stint in beta, the universal control and spatial audio features are now available to all Mac users via the Mac OS 12.3 update. The universal control feature is still marked under beta, however, meaning users might run into issues when trying to seamlessly move windows between iPad OS and Mac OS. Now, universal control was first announced at WWDC in 2021 and makes dual screen applications run seamlessly between devices. This means that a user can move an illustration from iPad to a Mac, a laptop or desktop with a single drag of the mouse. While exciting, the feature was quietly delayed late last year. In terms of compatibility, it's available on any Mac from 2016 onward and any sixth generation iPad or newer. The feature doesn't work between two iPads. A Mac must be included in the chain and there's more on the show notes. And the only issue that i've heard about is if you're using the ipad keyboard to type on the mac when you've moved something from the ipad over to the Mac, for example that can be a little bit of delay that's the only one that i've heard of um and yeah you can have two macs and an ipad like it's 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 that cool and it is really cool and you may as well make use of your ipad to just have, give you that extra bit of screen. You know, you might have your calendars on there or your emails on there if you're waiting for something urgent, but you're focused on what you're doing on the big screen. Just have your iPad there and then you can just move across, type a reply to the email and come back. It's like it's that easy. It's, it's just It just works out where it's meant to be and all that sort of stuff. So I can recommend it. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and now, here's, now yeah. just uh, just on typing uh, with the, the remote for the Apple TV, I don't actually use the remote to put my passwords or anything like that. I, mean, I just use my phone. It comes up. It gives me the choice yeah. to type it out on my yeah. phone. And yeah. then I just type it out on my phone. Um, that seems to be a lot quicker, a lot easier. It uh, is if you make it, especially when you make a typing mistake. <laughs> Because you've got to, you know, you got to scroll all the way to the right hand side yeah. to get the arrow, and then come back. To oh, yeah, I know where with yeah. the phone you can hold down the space bar, go in, bang it, and then, yeah, yeah, it's much better. Um, again, using your watch and stuff like that. But I understand the convenience of it all. I just think it's funny <laughs> because we really are. 
I see shows like uh, you know Wally, for instance, Disney's Wally. Yeah. You know, when we're all in space, you know, all our bones have gone smaller. Anything we want, and a tap at our wrist, and you know, we're all just big tubs of lard. That's what I do now. <laughs> I, I know you're reclining. You're like, oh, I, need, I need this. Um. <laughs> I, I use my seriously. I use my watch for turning the bedroom fan on and off, um, turning the bedroom <laughs> air conditioner on and off, turn the lights on downstairs brighter. When someone comes to the door, turn the entrance light on, which is the inside one, because the outside one's already on after at sunset. That comes on on automatically before sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I don't know. Look, I love the convenience, but uh, the, the old, the old, you know, punk in me is is fighting it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so hey, I just think first world troubles, mate. First world troubles. It really is first world troubles. It really is. I would rather use my phone than my watch. <laughs> I'm happy to use my watch to go yeah. tap tap and put put my password in and start watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I am lazy. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so am I. You know, like if I had a watch, I probably wouldn't be saying any of this. But I don't have a watch, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, right. we better get on to the next how to, I guess. <laughs> uh, turn a slow old laptop into a speedier Chromebook for free. Yes. Now, CNET uh, helps us with this one. Do a web search for how to install uh, Chrome OS on a laptop or anything like that, and you'll likely discover that it can't be done, at least not the same way that you're able to install the latest Windows OS or a version of Linux. Google's Chrome OS isn't available for consumers to install, install, but you can get the next best thing. Never wears a cloud-ready Chromium OS. Uh, cloud-ready looks and feels nearly identical to Chrome OS, but it can be installed on nearly any laptop, desktop, wherever windows or mac and although neverware has paid versions for uh enterprise and education users its home edition is for free so yep. that's personal use you can do it for nothing you don't get uh tech support and it can't be managed with google admin uh console yep. but again free <laughs> Google acquired Neverware in December of 2020, and in February 2022, it announced the first public fruits of that um, acquisition. Chrome OS Flex, a more robust version of Cloud Ready that's still free for home use. A stable uh, release of Chrome OS Flex is expected to roll out in the second quarter of 2022. At that time, computers already running Cloud Ready will automatically update the Chrome OS Flex. Until then, you can download and use an earlier version. Though the company uh, cautions that you should expect bugs while it's improving the system. However, the current version of the Cloud Ready Home Edition is still available. It was incredibly helpful to me during the pandemic uh, early days converting an old HP notebook that could barely function under the weight of Windows 10 
into a Chromebook capable enough of schoolwork online through Google Classroom and other services. To yeah. be clear, you do not need a Chromebook or a Chrome OS to access Google Classroom. Any web browser will work. However, it's easiest to use Google free Chrome browser um, where your child just needs to sign in to their classroom yeah. account, aka G Suite for education. If you do this in Chrome through your, uh, though, if you do this through Chrome, though, you can install the classroom web apps to simplify things for the next time they sign in. Switch to a Chrome or a Neverware Cloud Ready will give you a give your child a more sort of secure, controlled environment than working in a browser on a Windows yeah. PC or Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got a, like you're not a... going to adaptively install malware or a virus yeah. or access things. Uh, your school district is blocked. Plus, since everything stays synced with their account. It's easy for, uh, uh, you know, multiple kids to use one device. Yeah. Um, I, I've done this multiple times. Um, I had uh, four old PC laptops here yeah. that were just sitting, you know, not being used. And I donated them to kids that needed laptops at school. Uh, they did get the full version of Chrome because it's a school. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, but where we did it, we took them in and they were slow old laptops turned into Chromebooks. They were excellent. That's right. Uh, and, yeah. and the good thing about them, all these old laptops, they were big. They the big screens, everything like that. So where the other kids had all their little Chromebooks that were tiny, the yeah. kids that we had donated to these had, you know, big... <laughs> screens yeah. and were able to do everything the other kids were doing but they were on a larger screen and they were stoked with the uh you know the performance of these old laptops turned into chromebooks yeah. um, absolutely i think it's a really good idea it is an exceptional way to reuse old pc laptops and things like that you yeah. know even if you don't have kids at school if you have old laptops just lying around you can donate them to the school yeah. And uh, and their IT guy should, like, I mean, definitely, <laughs> should be able to turn them into Chromebooks. Yeah, but it's uh, like... That are disadvantaged and don't have a laptop, so that these ones could be donated and yeah. used for kids that don't have them. Yeah, yeah well, it's their... Um, how can you say? Even if you've got um, your older parents... Yeah. And... They still want to do things with their, and but you know, you don't really need to buy a new laptop. The laptop's working oh. fine, just yeah. that you haven't got an up to date operating system to make it secure. But they still want to do yeah. their banking or look at stuff, and you know, yeah, look at their share portfolio or whatever. It's yeah. good for that and sort and of a, stuff. And too. a Chromebook is fantastic for that sort of stuff. It yeah. really is, and basically, you don't need much at all, and, and they will run and do everything somebody like that or a kid you know at school needs so mm -hmm. that's what like that's why we uh yeah yeah like, that's right like, like it our... does say you go on the landfill mate and um yeah, that's right you know and, that, and we're all about that you know so yeah any old laptops that you got you know if you're thinking about getting rid of them please think of the schools first 
Uh, mostly high schools, uh, primary schools and stuff like that normally don't use them. Um, they might in year six and stuff like that, but the high schools are the ones that normally yeah. uh, normally need them. Um, no, you know, it's and great, so it's a great thing. Yeah. yeah, in an area that you know close to a high school and you have some old laptops and stuff like that, please donate them. Yeah. So we've also got. Uh, which one? This one. Yeah, th now this one caught me out the other day. Yeah. Have Telstra turned on 5G for all customers? Driving along on Sunday, I noticed that the signal advisor on my iPhone 12 mini showed 5G. It was changing between 5G and 3G while I was driving in the country outer metro areas, but a steady 5G at home in Penrith and everywhere else I go now too. I tested when I got home and got 308 megabits download, and that's better than nice. my 80 plus megabits on my 100 megabit NBN fiber network. <laughs> I've not signed up for faster speeds, and when I got my phone and went to eSIM, Telstra wanted more per month for the 5G privileges, so I declined as there was not much 5G around anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Have they turned it on for everyone? I don't know. Pierce to Well, that's excellent. Yeah. And it's definitely noticeable. <laughs> well, 300 down is awesome. Yeah. So I get two, I get 200, uh, 200, 220 down here. So, you know, that's better than my NBN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Apple Watch. Yes. Uh, says, Rick says, I believe they are advertising a 5G trial at some stage, but heard it costs like $15 a month. That's what you were talking about, wasn't it? Yeah. They, were, yeah. they wanted $15 more. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't justify it because it was like in the city and you had to be standing next to that building because of the, the short wave. Yeah. Effects of some 5G services. Now, maybe they've turned on this new medium wave, I think it's called um, 5G yeah. as well. So you get, depending on when you, where you are, what you get. But yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So Apple Watch firmware can now be restored from an iPhone running iOS 15.4. Yeah, and this is important. Nine to five yeah. Mac again. <laughs> Apple Watch, Apple Watch doesn't have any data ports accessible. Um, yeah, accessible to uh, users, which means that only Apple is able to repair your watch if there's a firmware failure. Luckily, um, iOS fifteen point four and WatchOS eight point five introduce a new tool to um, let users wirelessly restore the uh, Apple Watch firmware using their iPhone. Shortly after releasing iOS 15.4 and uh, WatchOS 8.5, the public on Monday, Apple update it uh, updated its support um, article with information on what users need to do if their Apple Watch stops working. Interestingly, with the, the old version of the article instructed users to contact Apple support to set up a mail-in repair, the article now reveals that users may be able to restore the Apple Watch firmware themselves. 
If for some reason your Apple Watch stops working, such as when it crashes during the update pro um, process, <laughs> an alert yeah. will appear on your iPhone asking you to restore the Apple Watch. Your Apple Watch might show uh, an animation asking you to bring it closer to your iPhone. If your watch experiences a problem that requires it to be updated or restored, you might also see a red exclamation point on your watch. If your Apple Watch with Watch OS 8.5 or later displays an animation showing uh, a watch and iPad being brought closer together, follow these steps. According to Apple, both the iPhone and Apple Watch need to be running the latest versions of iOS and Watch OS and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth need to be turned on your phone. The Apple Watch needs to be put on uh, charger during the process and the user will have to uh, press the side button twice to start uh, the restore process. The company acknowledges that even the new tool may not be able to recover your Apple Watch. In this case, the watch will show a red exclamation mark icon. So you'll have to take your Apple Watch to an Apple store or authorized repair shop, such as IT Help to You. Or if you're in Wollongong, it's simple. <laughs> simple <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, Take your Apple Watch to an Apple store or a phone repair. There's more information in the show notes. I said that twice just to make sure you understood. That's right. Yep. We're professional. Yeah, because it's, you know, <laughs> tells you how to do it. So. That's right. <laughs> so, anything else you'd yeah. like to say? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Did I talk about Angel last week? Angel? No, excellent. I'm talking about it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you right, talking about so, your mother-in-law for? <laughs> oh, no. Um, so uh, Disney Plus, which is on obviously on Apple TV, um, has now the back catalogue of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, which is the spin-off. It's also got the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie um which are all great if you're into that sort of stuff i totally i'm totally into that sort of stuff it's fine i'm an honest <laughs> kid i grew up on it uh, i love this nerdy you know junk almost swore um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah if you you know if you're interested get in there get binge watching uh, angel buffy all that sort of stuff it's so bad <laughs> It's so terrible. Uh, Angel is so teenage angsty from the 90s. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, it's, it's so broody. And I really enjoy it. Uh, it reminds me. And it, it makes me realize how broody and angsty I was as a teenager. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it, it's very funny. Um, it's not to be taken seriously, that's for sure. But it, it's some great B-grade action. Good, um, good. And so, yeah, check it out. Uh, what else have I been watching? Lots of uh, Taskmaster. I yeah. love Taskmaster. Also on Channel 10, I've uh, been watching the new uh, Would I Lie to You? Uh -huh. It's the Aussie version of Would I Lie to You. 
Yeah. Uh, that's been pretty good. And um, yeah, that's about it from me. That's just what I've been doing during the week. I've been enjoying not going out, which is on YouTube. Yeah. With um, Lee Mack in it. Like, oh, is that all on YouTube? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, and I like they that. they drop they drop a it's dropped once a week, yeah. and they're old ones. They're not they're not all in order or anything like that. Yeah, but it's yeah. also like they'll drop a you know a five minute segment, and then they'll drop yeah. the whole segment a couple of yeah. days later. Yeah. Um, oh, it cracks me up. Again, oh, British right. comedy, love it. British comedy, <laughs> British drama, love it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're watching, listening on the podcast, or watching us on YouTube or whatever, you know that we love uh, British comedies and British dramas. It's pretty much yeah. all. The only thing we really watch. <laughs> <That's always. laughs> yeah. My wife loves it. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you so, or the drama? Yes. Or your drama? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all three. <laughs> all right. All right. So, thanks to Blue Ocean Web Hosting and. Yes. Uh, Simpletech.net.au <laughs> for their support. In the, in the Illawarra area. Yep. And the show promotion, the show notes link each week on the show upload. The link being this week. AussieMaxZone.com.au forward slash AMZ408. There you'll see the last six weeks of show notes. Yes, and you can email Michael or Zahn at aussiemaxone.com.au. Whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want. Like, don't be weird about it. But, you know, <laughs> like, if, if you've got some tech, you know, questions and, and stuff like that, then, you know, gaming, you know, like where to find, you know, these British comedies on YouTube. We'll drop a link if you like. Yeah. You know, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. No weird stuff. All right? Right <laughs> <laughs> However you listen to us, please give us a rating and a like. Click that bell. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, <laughs> click the subscribe <laughs> wherever you are. We want you to follow us. <clears throat> we would follow you. It's going to be weird. So, thanks to supporters, you our listeners and watchers. Thanks for dropping by. And over to Zahn for our sign-off. All right, guys. Remember, stay safe. Remember, an apple a day keeps the androids away. Oh. <sighs> Which one is it? That one. <laughs>